He asked if you ever been to Luna? Who says that? What a prick. Welcome to the Hangar Lounge. My name is Eric, Hunter 1. Yo, I'm Kelly, Warlock 0. And I'm Maria, Hunter B. I will always be a letter. What is also, that? What just happened? I will always one be. 10B. 10B. <laughs> we know how to count. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Eric, you're back. We rezzed you successfully. How was your. How was the time how... in the box? How was the time in the box? In the box? Yeah, that's where we yeah. put you it last was, episode. It was very cubicle. Mm. And there were Cheez-Its. I, I wanted to make sure you had a, a nice snack. Yeah. And I was unavailable to see any of the Destiny 2 stuff that happened at the nice. time. So then when I came out, it was like a big rush of Destiny 2 yeah, stuff. Yeah, sweet. Good. You want to talk yeah. about those things a little bit? Yeah. I do. <laughs> I definitely do. Go for it, Maria. All right. So, so, a couple things. We have updates coming to the companion app and website. Actually, as we record this, because we record in the past, because we have handy dandy Vex devices and we can do that. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. we record this, the website has updated. I don't know about the companion app because I haven't updated my phone yet. But the website has updated, and it looks very shiny. And it's just, everything's getting ready for Destiny 2. It's coming, guys. Ooh, yeah. It's happening. I believe the new, the new clan stuff will have dropped when, the, when you're listening to this, because every show is live, obviously. Obviously. Coming obviously. at you live on... And if it, and if it isn't, you know, then today. fight me, Luke Smith. Yeah. <laughs> at this time at this time and place uh-huh. live well anyways i checked the twitter bungie.net's twitter at bungie and they said uh that the clan stuff will be live tomorrow Ooh. on august 24th but you know what whenever people listen to this it's going to be the past and it's already going to be there so boom. i loved it Boom, it was Me great. Too. I mean, like, I love that you can do the thing now that we've always wanted to do. Oh, oh thank man. God. Right? I've always wanted that thing. Always. That you are referring yeah. to. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Upcoming dates, the PC beta will drop on August 28th once again for those who pre-ordered it and August 29th for everyone else. And you can also preload it on August 25th. Also, do this through battle.net. Don't forget. Yeah, see it at that. That those sixty frames those per second, beautiful sixty frames. Eric, if you, want, you sent you can me do a... more frames. <gasps> you can unlocked frame rate. Whoa! Frame rate. I don't even know what any of that means. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes there can be like eighty frames. Sometimes you can oh. get one hundred like frames. One hundred frames. Holy shit! Yeah, and that's a lot of frames. That's probably like that's more frames than too the many frames. Have. I bet that's hell to edit. That's too many frames. It's <laughs> beautiful for your eyeballs, though. Yeah. It is very nice to see that video. I know you, Eric, you linked us to, like, 60 frames. It was the, the strike that we all played. And then my, mm-hmm. I guess my computer doesn't have that capability because everything looked way too smooth. And I was like, mm, oh, no, God, no, it's not ready. Oh, 
it, it, ooh, it, mm. yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that at work during my lunch break, and I was just like, it was Whoa. very beautiful. <laughs> I'm very happy for the PC people. I'm yeah. a PlayStation person. Yeah. So I'm going to be enjoying my 30 frames per second. Um, yeah. And, you know, just living with that. And I'm not going to let it hinder my fun. The only thing that hinders my fun is when there's inconsistent frame rates. Yeah. Yes. And then it looks real jank. Mm. 30 frames not a second fun. locked is very good. Yeah. Other things, we're going to get to that next point. But first, a little bit of some <laughs> tidbits. I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time on the next point. So I'm just going to skip. And then we'll come yeah, back. Sure. Some tidbits are trickling down from the convention. Bungie is doing like their whole press tour and they're hitting up Gamescon and other places. Gamescon's the only one I know about. PAX, PAX as well. That's the other one. The biggest one being about locked loadouts. Whenever they were doing the reveal trailers with IGN, Luke Smith, I think it was him, he said something about locked loadouts and everyone was like, whoa, what is that? And basically it's when you go into the game or you go into an object, a villa. When you go into a mission or a strike or anything like that, your loadout that you go in will be locked. Meaning you can't be like, hold on guys, let me switch my weapon real quick. Nope, not allowed. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. So apparently during one of the conventions, I think someone accidentally said, oh, the hard mode raid is gonna get locked loadouts. But then Luke Smith on his Twitter quickly fix that and he said no 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 raids in d2 don't have locked loadouts we don't want this yeah and i was like that's good i agree for one it wouldn't mechanically make sense without imposing an overcomplicated solution yeah uh people were a salute like conspiring that if you don't have the loadout on you and you switch it to a different character it would have to automatically pull it to you or you just wouldn't enter that activity yeah. and i just like that's that's excessive work when in reality it just wouldn't work from the standpoint of something with checkpoints something that would be long so this obviously a huge stretch but since De destiny 2 probably may not have checkpoints who knows they can make mistakes bungie can make mistakes yeah. no. as no. in like literally bungie <laughs> you better put checkpoints in your your race needs to make perfect cause... things every time <laughs> It just wouldn't fit, you know, if you can go out and then come back in with a different loadout, it just doesn't fit. Not to mention, Luke Smith uh, referred to what is speculated to be one of the raid weapons in the middle of it, like they got that to drop. They want to equip it, and I'm like, exactly yeah. right. You want to equip the things that you get, yeah. especially if they drop multiple times. Especially if it's the like the raid, you know, like if yeah. you've been get wanting a certain, because raids release those certain weapons that are raid only weapons. So if you finally get that scout rifle or pulse rifle or whatever weapon that you've always wanted, you know, you know it wouldn't make sense to be like, Wait, guys, let me interrupt the flow of this raid by going to orbit and then coming back just so I can use this one yeah. weapon. Or, hey, wait, guys, we have to reset so that I can try out this game. Yeah. Like, it's it just, no. It, it's too much. It, it wouldn't fit well. And now to our biggest bit of Destiny news. Hey, guys, <laughs> did you know a solar eclipse happened? Yes. 
did. Do you know what else happened on that solar eclipse? Uh, the crickets came out Cri- early. Yeah, crickets came out early. Little shadows. <laughs> there were little shadows on the ground that were shaped like the moon. Yeah, little yeah. shadows or shaped sun, like the moon. But during or, the You know, whatever day. you want to call it. Yeah, and then I also saw those ripples from the actual corona of the sun, like ripples of shadow. It kind of looked like we were underwater. It was pretty neat. And the- Anyways, also... Destiny 2 also the Destiny 2 trailer drop. <laughs> what? The launch trailer drops. Also, like, they timed it. They were like, oh, be prepared, this solar eclipse. And I'm like, Bungie, I am looking at a marvel of nature that only happens once in a while. You're going to have to wait, okay? Yeah. I set aside the trailer until we were driving back home. But when I watched it, Ooh. boy howdy. Goose. I loved it. How much money do you think it cost the cabal to install like a weird speaker holder (laughs) into the... Aren't they in the tower? Like, aren't they in the tower command? Or no, I guess they're not. But this is like the main ship. I mean, like, that would be even more concerning if they were in the tower and it was already equipped. Oh my god, if that was already there. (laughs) Holy shit. Gaul was like, all right, I'm packing my bag. Uh, What do I got? I got my socks. I got my extra pair of underwear for when I go Earth. And I got my handy dandy speaker holder. (laughs) Speaker holder. Oh my god. I honestly didn't know that was the speaker when I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's a random hunter. Yeah, okay. I thought it was a hunter at first, too. Yeah. And I was like, wow, then- look at this steamy hunter who just came out of, like, the steam sauna. He's so smoky. <laughs> but then he was actually just uh, the speaker who I guess was yeah. still in a sauna. Like, yeah. a sauna speaker yeah, holder. You know. I think uh, we didn't He's recognize he was the speaker because he didn't have, like, his full robe. It was just, like, actual clothing instead of the robe. You know what I mean? I don't know. I need to go look at the speaker again in the tower. <laughs> <and> <laughs> see. The way that you're talking you sh- about it, like, it makes me think that he's in, like, a, a like a tank top and, like, boxer yeah. shirts. Yeah. Like, he had, like, the mask yeah, on still. Yeah, mask. <laughs> That's exactly, like, he's a never nude, except he's, he never shows his face. He always is wearing that mask. There are dozens of (laughs) dozens. Yeah, so so I liked the speaker holder. Um, Very nice. Looks like you could, you know, it's like, recently on Amazon, I saw a cup holder where you can hold your french fries, and I feel like the speaker holder has the same, like, convenience and portability as that french fry holder that I found, which, by the way, had, like, four and a half stars as a rating. someone's day with that. So... I'm sure it would be similar. I'd love to see Gall's review of the speaker holder. Please. Yeah, because I, I really want to see. Why is it so yeah. steamy? I really don't. I don't know what they were doing. It was very cool. I mean, I loved the effect, but I was like, wow, why is it so smoky in there? <laughs> Maybe they're smoking him. I don't know. <laughs> they're just smoking him? By... Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta let him roast oh my god they're slow cooking him (laughs) yeah oh this is getting dark (laughs) yeah a little bit i mean (laughs) no no i mean i'm excited i'm kind of excited they showed that because 
it kind of makes me think that they're gonna show that the speaker is a little bit more important than just like a dude that talks oh, to a yeah. floating Oh yeah, I mean there has to be a reason why they needed him. Him so. alive. Yeah, like I'm they could have killed him. About it. They shove mm-hmm. us off the ship, but they keep they smoke the speaker. Like, come on! <laughs> why can't I? Be why smoked? can I be slow roasted? I feel like I've done enough to be slow roasted. <laughs> I feel like I've done enough. Nah, the speaker. Um, you know, we know he's an important dude, so it'll be fun to to figure that mm-hmm. out. Other really good part of the trailer that I liked very much is when my good. Well, Bungie knows now. They know how to get a guardian excited, and that is by Chickens. having Cade Six holding a chicken. Yeah, that's um, all they needed. All they needed was Cade Six to hold a chicken, and they were good to go. The internet broke. <laughs> um, I mean, like that's how you get the big box box. Oh my god! Yep. <laughs> Back to the box with you. <laughs> nah, you can stay. But, you know, Kate Six holding a chicken was good. I really liked that one shot where uh, Commander Zavala just, like, need took a, gun. a cabal in the groin and then took their gun from them. And it yeah. was, like, the size of him. And I was like, hell yeah. And then there was, like, Cora Ray who was like, yo, I am gonna one-hand this shotgun and, like, be on a sparrow mm-hmm. and be literally the coolest human being that has ever existed. Man, I wonder where they're storing that smoky speaker. I gotta go find him. Do you think that because they showed... I mean, I don't think they'll do this, but because they showed Ikora shooting a weapon from her sparrow, they'll let us oh. shoot weapons. No, from she's sparrow? just better than I us wish. at everything. Yeah. I, I hope so. That'd be cool. She's, so she's cool. literally just better at everything, so she can do that. I doubt they'll let us do it, but I wish they would. Because hey, be I'm so gonna I'm gonna fun. give a quick shout out to Deej. Um, because I met Deej at Guardian Con and he told me that Akora Ray dies. Um, he was just like, oh yeah, she just, you know, you saw her, she landed on the ship and then she just fell to her death. You know what, Deej? I don't appreciate that. Um, well, there could be another part where she lands on a ship. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe Deej wasn't lying. And, and who, I guess we'll just have to play the game in yeah. I don't know if I can trust him anymore. Days. I'm going to put it out there. I don't know if I can trust him anymore because I don't know if he's going to be a warlock or a titan Ooh, at this point. Oh, yeah, you so. might switch. I mean, like, I played titan and they were lots of fun. Well, if today's topic yeah. teaches us anything, it's that you can never truly trust a titan. What? What do you mean? They're all perfect. Well, and have never we're going to be talking about wrong. one of, I guess, when I think of Destiny's lore, I always feel like this is people's favorite kind of topic. Right. Like, a lot of people really love this lore very much. It's been covered in a multitude of ways, but I think with the rise of Iron expansion, a lot more information was put out. So we have a great opportunity to kind of give a more complete look at Dredgenior. A.K.A. Rezalazir. What? Also the boogeyman of Guardian. Yes. Like, the The literal boogeyman. He's like one of the things the speaker should have (laughs) warned us about. Let's be real. Those those stories that 
whatever children are afraid to hear, whatever the speaker says in the beginning of the yeah. game. Yeah. I was like, this could have been something you could warn us about. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Go to Luna. <laughs> Have fun. Go to Luna. Don't get me started about Luna. We'll get Wait, there. We're gonna Regardless, get <laughs> let's talk about Dredgen Yor, who is famous for being a guardian, who is also a guardian killer. Like, he didn't he, he didn't just, like, pop him off in the crucible. No, he shot that bad boy, and that bad boy died, and then he shot that bad boy's <coughs> ghosty, which means he's gone forever. Well, actually, we don't know what happened to one of the persons, but it actually sounded like they had a conversation with one of the ghosts of the people yes. he killed that we'll get to later, because I don't want to reveal who it was, even though you probably know already. Yeah, that's... Um, well, he, he let them go, is the thing. Like, it's possible that he somehow found a way to kill a guardian without killing the ghost, like Phil Winter did. Yeah. Not as cool, though. I mean, like, Phil Winter fucking yeah, that, awesome. Yeah, that was badass. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, like, one of the, the weird... I don't know if it's a plot hole or if it's just something that they haven't explained really, but that's something mm -hmm. that I noticed that like Dredgen Yor would kill people or kill guardians and then he spared a ghost. Well, he like, also Wait. kills people, but regardless, <laughs> yeah. for people who don't know who Dredgen Yor is, I think it's time for us to kind of start at the beginning and work our way through because it is a really fantastic, compelling story. Yeah. Um, and before, the only real point of reference we had was from the game, right? Uh -huh. The exotic mm -hmm. hand cannon, the Thorn, which mm. is a big spooky gun, a hand cannon. It's that... The worst gun. <laughs> well, now it's not as bad, but. Oh. In year one, if you got hit by that thing, it was the worst. Cause it was it, the well, only thing anyone carried in yeah, the Crucible. Yeah, in the Crucible, it was a uh, big boon, I guess, to have the thorn because it can slowly poison you over time. And man, mm -hmm. I'd never want to be hit by the thorn because its bullets are like literally giant Thorns. just spikes. <laughs> They're giant spikes. Yeah. Yeah. The Thorn had uh, an interesting history as starting off as one of the slowest reload hand cannons like I've ever seen. And that's why no one used it to being one of the most used weapons ever, <laughs> practically, to going back down to mediocrity to then kind of leveling off to an okay place. I don't think it's really ever going to be like a, it's never going to be what it was, weapon. but maybe yeah. that's for the best but, because that means less yeah. guardians are being tempted into the darkness. Oh yeah. Well, now we got to work on red death. Yeah. But that's a whole separate story. Regardless, yeah. the story of Dredgen Yor, the boogeyman of destiny begins with a different character who is also the same character. You know, he he assumes a new identity after his transformation, let's say. Yeah. So mm -hmm. in our Titan episode, I mentioned my favorite Titan, Reza Lazir, who is a really interesting character. I talked about his killing of Akel, where he literally died and asked his ghost to wait until the Kel had hoisted him up and treated yep. him like a trophy and then he resurrected and destroyed everything which I think is a really fantastic strategy but maybe not one that 
other guardians would consider, uh, which I think already sets Rezalazir apart. Mm. But when you look at Grimoire affiliated with Rezalazir, he was a guardian that was part of something known as the Risen. He was not an Iron Lord, but he kind of existed around the same time, before the city, before the walls. And he was a pretty well-respected hero, actually. But when you listen to his internal narration, he sounds pretty bored. (laughs) He just feels like the battle never ends. And he can keep on fighting. And he will. He never stops. Yeah. But he's just like, ugh, another one of these. I guess I'm gonna go punch something now. It's kind of interesting at this point how he he views hope. He he views it as a sort of like a currency to buy tomorrow to, to continue the yes. fight in some respects. I feel like he was someone that was suffering from battle fatigue. He was getting really tired of just going and going. But when he was in combat, he liked that adrenaline. He liked combat. For sure. He was certainly good at it. But it was those moments of peace where you're just waiting for the next shoe to drop it was just wearing him down and like you said eric he used hope as a currency like he was that was his only lifeline like that's what he used to keep going but he was just getting real tired of it it's just fight after fight after fight after fight and it doesn't feel like it's making anything better there's always another enemy and that's kind of i think where Reza Lazier was being held up yeah. because hope for him kind of it, it progressed him forward but his hope was kind of starting to diminish because it was like yeah I did this thing I fought this enemy but there's always another one yeah. and they'll always just mm-hmm. keep on coming and man I'm so bored <laughs> I'm so good at fighting and there's just no enemy that I can't punch the fact that Reza Lazier was so willing and ready to fight, but kind of bored, but liked the adrenaline rush, yeah. is like a perfect way to lead him into the temptation of the hive, where you grow stronger by mm-hmm. defeating enemies. And then yeah. it's not really about hope anymore, it's about hunger. So yeah. his hope will inevitably be replaced by hunger, regardless. Rezlazir, he he's punching. Yeah. He's he's doing a good job, but he's so bored. So I guess one day he was like, man, I'm bored of this planet. I'm going to go to the moon. Except he doesn't say, I'm going to go to the moon. He says, I'm going to go to Luna. And Luna is really Luna. pretentious. So uh, whatever. I mean, it's also Latin. And later on, apparently his name is... Is even more pretentious. Yeah, like you know, (laughs) this is par for the course. Yeah, well, it shows how pretentious he is. But you know, he he goes to Luna and he finds this big door, and the door opens, and there's a wizard, and they kind of just look at each other, and then she does that cool like. Back up into the darkness thing, you know? Yeah, she like. (laughs) Does, you know, she like sways into the dark. See ya. <laughs> Can I get both of those sounds one more time? <laughs> That's the wizard. All right, so the wizard, the wizard says that, and then they go into the darkness. 
And Russell's like, he turns to his ghost and he's like, hey, I just got to go in there. But you don't have to. So can you oh, like God. wait out here? And if I don't come out, just tell everyone what this place is. Okay. Can, mm-hmm. can I just say Russell's ghost is the true MVP? Yeah. Of this he deals with all of this story. shit all the time. Yeah, he does. The ghost is like that best friend that keeps watching their best friend make these terrible decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, all right, I, I guess they'll maybe learn from this, no. but it never happens. So, so. Wh- what happens when Rezalazir goes into the door? The big door. He fights a lot of things. He fights a lot, yeah. A ton of things. The chittering death. Yeah. To the point where a knight gets summoned, and he fights with his hand cannon called Rose, right? Mm-hmm. Also, another inconsistency I notice in the cards is that for, for a game that calls weapons what they are like an auto rifle is an auto rifle a scout rifle is a scout rifle they kept calling the hand cannons a sidearm at one point they said oh his sidearm the rose and i was like wait is it a sidearm yeah. or is it a I hand mean, in cannon? that particular battle I mean, he had two primary weapons so i guess he like paused he was already menu. on destiny too yeah he paused <laughs> it, the yeah, menu I mean, and like went in and this- like or maybe he got Ishtar Collective real quick and like switched. Yeah. An important thing to consider is that when we get a hold of Thorn, it is way past yeah. what it used to be. And I believe also in the same card, he was wielding an auto rifle and a hand yeah. cannon okay. as his sidearm. So in, in the respect, it's possible that at the time Rose was a sidearm oh. and then he grafted the bones onto it and it became a yeah. hand cannon. Sign That's me, me pushing the, the, the logistics of it. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think they're both they're both very, you know, similar yeah. weapons. But from the context of the lore and whatnot, like it's hard to say when we get a hold of it if it's the same. I mean, you you don't really see bones grafted onto the thorn very True. much. It's all very chitony. It's all one thing yeah so it's possible that in the middle of it it's a really good sidearm hope that comes to destiny too hopefully that'd be cool but (laughs) he does kill a knight and the knight is supposedly zyor the wizard zyor's betrothed and then when he kills the knight everything just kind of chills and then zyra comes out and is like boy do i have a prophecy for you she says the evil just like that yeah just like that. Just, just, like, just that. like that. She says some things. It fails me what she says. I will say that she she says all of this stuff before the battle and before. Okay. So once he kills the knight, but I can he's like, say those words that she says. Oh yeah, go for it. Go for it. Which I love so much. <laughs> also, I want to just say that apparently this wizard has the ability to make guardians' ears bleed when she talks so that's also good but <laughs> what she says is i am the end of morrows zior the blessed zior the betrothed i am of the coming storm these are not my words but prophecy your light will one day shatter and die for now it simply offends and you dear sweet fragile thing shall be made to suffer for your transgressions upon this holy ground. Bum, bum, bum. So, like... And he says... He, like, goes right in there, and then 
has a little spar with this wizard and then this wizard whispers this to him and he's like whoa that's weird and then he fights a bunch <laughs> of things and then kills her husband fiance fiance well yeah. no she's she's you're the betrothed. She's the betrothed, but add a quick note because she shows up in the Thorn Quest back in the yeah. past in the first vanilla as Zeor the Unwed. Oh, shoot. So it's likely that you killed her fiance yeah, so, to be married. Yeah. yeah. That fight happens and... And then he picks up these bones and he duct tapes them on his gun. Yeah, he just tapes <laughs> them. <laughs> he tapes them on his gun. And then the yeah, and then the bones start whispering to him, and then instead of being like, "Yo, that's creepy," he's like, "All right, pretty cool, dude." Yeah. <laughs> what you sure. got? He's like, "Oh, what you, what you, got, you, what you gotta? What you saying?" I heard some goof made a gun that talked already. Why don't I have a gun that talks? Oh yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. He wanted a gun that talks to him. Yeah. Before so. there was a lot of. Before all of these cards came out, there was a lot of conspiracies about Rezul Azir being Dredge and Yor. But one of the things that tied it so directly is there's some very specific keywords that are used to describe the thorn and the lore around it, specifically the jagged purpose. Mm-hmm. And Rezul at this point has now set upon his jagged purpose. And over time, we don't know how much time, but his light is corrupted by these bones that he duct taped to his rose. I love when he looks down at his gun and realizes that his rose is gone and it's just a jagged mess of angry thorns. Very good. There is this weird theory that I've seen slash heard circle about that by killing Zyor's betrothed, he got himself married to Zyor. I read the cards and I couldn't (laughs) find this anywhere. Like, I, yeah. I don't know where this theory came from. Maybe it, it started before. It could very um, well be a hive thing. Like, I can see in the hive ideology, if you kill a mate, you prove that yeah. you are stronger than them. Yeah. And you win. Oh, I know. So the bones, right, are just, it's like a cell phone. Zyor's been talking to her boo. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, and then the ghost is like, "You gotta drop her, man. She's not good yeah. news, man. You <laughs> gotta drop good. her. She's not Remember good for you, when man." Remember when she made your ears bleed? And Rizzo's yeah. ears like, I kind of liked it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. I kind of liked uh, it. It was fine. So that's exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah, but at some point. Rezulazir drops his name. Yeah. And in a lot of documentation, his name is actually redacted. And this mm-hmm. is believed to be because he was such a hero before that this memory of him being a hero should be preserved. So yeah. it took us some time to figure out who Dredgenior was before he yeah. turned into Dredgenior, which mm-hmm. apparently this edgy goth scene boy who tapes bones to his gun, gives himself the name Dredgenior, which means the eternal abyss. By the way, this is like apparently a beyond dead language. Like they even mention it in the cards a a couple times. 
he's like, uh, I guess somebody still remembers the ancient language. I'm like, hair flip. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I always imagine him with like those those long bangs and he's like yeah i'm dredging your and then he'll like run his hand through his big bangs that have like <laughs> hair dye in them he's like real dark real edgy but he's actually pretty bad news yeah he's a douche he's pretty <laughs> bad news he kills civilians and guardians alike in one of his first transcript cards he is talking to two bandits <laughs> They're like, yo, that's a nice gun. Where'd you get it? And he's like, you ever been to Luna? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Trudging your. You're so pretentious. Regardless, he kills both of them. Kills all of them, actually. I think there may have been four. He kills kills everyone. He kills a lot of people. He kills a bunch of civilians. And this is the point. This is an early card. Yeah. Where these people are like, what are you doing? Aren't you one of those guardians? Like, aren't you a guardian? You're supposed to protect us. And he's like, whatever. Oh, God. Meanwhile, the speaker is like, this is the nightmare scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is it. It's not great. It's a situation. It's marked that he carved a path through the crucible and basically ruled it. He, it's believed to have killed Thalnor. It's never real Thalor. It's never really confirmed, but it's heavily implied that he murders someone supposedly in the Crucible who was marked as invincible before Dredgen Yor came along and their their terrible thorn. He was also garbed in a cape, which we later find out is a rare. So like seriously, someone needs to grind a little more to get some better capes. Yeah. And- You're gonna look like a hunter. You gotta at least go all the way exactly Come on, dude exactly <laughs> honestly though but this is one of the reasons why people were so hesitant to believe the theory that rezal azir was a titan because mm-hmm. all of the rezal azir or all of the dredge in your cards were hunter marks there were all hunter flavor text things that you gained from hunter items so everyone was mm-hmm. like Rezal Azir can't be dredging your because rezal azir is a titan and that's just not possible Turns out, you can make anything a cloak these days. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's also the transition. Saladin like, has let's, it. We were talking about Fell Winter before, right? right. Fell Winter was a warlock who could shoulder charge and knee charge mm-hmm. like a titan. Okay. Lady Yolder taught him how to do that, and these are the. This is the era before guardians kind of went into specific classes and specific okay Mm -hmm. so in the grimoire they're like yeah my boy rezal azir he was one of the risen and they called him a titan he'd be known as a titan now but like the boundaries might have been a little blurrier back then Mm mm-hmm also, he just put on a cape. Uh, no, that's totally the situation, is that he put on a cape, and everything's surrounded by hunters, which I will get to that later, because <laughs> I have a very long rant to go on about that vanguard. Yep. Um, regardless, he will we'll say he killed Thalor. I mean, it's almost certainly that he did. And then he also killed Pahanin, which is why he can't be a hunter, because Pahanin made the Pahanin errata, which is like the hunter guidebook. And who would do that? Who? What kind of hunter would would do that? 
Exactly. He did nothing wrong. Hanan did nothing wrong. He loved cephalopods and (laughs) he he wrote a hunter guidebook and he's the best boy. And Dredge and Yor just killed him. Do you think, okay, in terms of timeline, do you think the first talking gun was Thorn or super good advice? Because it could have been that they were in the crucible, right? And then Pahanin picks up that heavy ammo and then like busts out <laughs> super good advice and then it starts talking and then Dredge and Yor's like, yo, only I can have a creepy talking gun, okay? There can only be one. There can only I bet that is the case. be one talking gun. That's so offended. Yeah. I bet that guy hasn't even been you. to Luna. Yeah, you haven't been to Luna. <laughs> You've never been to Luna? Oh my god, Dredge Partner. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking notes from McCree now. Dredge Yor uh, has a really famous yeah. tale, though. Beyond the fact that he carved a bloody path behind him, mm. his legacy, his most famous tale, comes from the fact that he went to Palamon, which is a settlement, and he destroyed it. Yeah. He just he just, he just destroyed crazy. it. And left it in ashes. With that began the rivalry between Jaren Ward mm-hmm. and later Shin Malpur. Mm-hmm. But initially Jaren Ward and Dredgen Yor God, those are mouthfuls. Bungie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with the fact that Palamon was destroyed by Dredgenior, Jaren Ward, who kind of came to the town and began looking after it, was like, all right, bitch. Cool. <laughs> it's yeah. on. I'd like to think that, I don't know if we ever heard or saw dialogue from Jaren Ward. I don't remember but I like to think that Jaren Ward has like a surfer accent, like California West Coast. <laughs> Dude, that is Sup. like totally not cool that you killed not all those people and cool. Palamon. What's up, brah? What's up, brah? <laughs> what are you doing here, like, man? Dude, what's he shows brah? up. He shows up with his racer helmet. Yeah, and he does have a to me, helmet. I'm just like Sparrow Racing League. This if Sparrow Racing League didn't exist when this card came out, but now that it does, that's all I can think about. Yeah, so, Jaren Ward was one of the original Sparrow Racers. Yeah, he had a sleek so, racer's helmet. So he's got to have that like really chill West Coast accent, Bruh. 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 And Jaren Ward becomes Dude, good friends cool. and even a fatherly figure to one of the people in Palamon, who is Shin Malfur, who is a human, we suspect. Um, yes. Yeah. Who is not a guardian. So. Yeah but later becomes one mm-hmm. in the weirdest set of circumstances which we can go over. Yeah. I think he's like the only recorded human turned or like normal alive living person, person turned, guardian turned guardian that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's more. Uh, yeah, because like, you know, Jaren Ward rolled up and the ghost, his ghost like looked at Shin Malkar and was like, huh, cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, bruh. Hey. Pretty cool, bruh. Hey, dude. I like your light, bruh. Dude, like you light. got some light in you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if my boy here ever the dies, maybe we can make a deal. Oh my God. Anyway. Bruh. <laughs> Jaren Ward, Shinmel Per, and a few other people, they go out, they hunt Yor after this destruction 
of their home. And this takes, I don't know how long, but it probably takes a while because when Dredge and Yor first saw Shin Melfer, he was a boy. At least that's how it's written in the cards. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's still young. And then when he sees him again, when he's older, after the incident happens, Dredge and Yor is like, can you still consider him to be a boy? But one night, Jaren Ward during the hunt kind of sneaks off and the rest of the group is later woken by gunfire. Yeah. And Jaren Ward just never returns. His parting words, yeah. be excellent to each other. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. Dude. Be excellent. <laughs> but... It's uh, two rapid shots followed by a cutting horrid shot and then dead silence after yes. that. But his ghost lives on. And I think it's also important to note that the relationship between Dredge and Yor and his ghost at this point has effectively ended. Oh, yeah. It, there was, yeah there's yeah. a heartbreaking card where his ghost is still trying to be like, just dump her, man. Just dump her. Yeah. But, but with much more flowery language. Yeah. <laughs> Dredge and Yor is just like, no, nah, this is who I am now. This is who I am. This isn't a phase. and the two part ways but in this particular instance in this fight between Jaren Ward and Dredgenior Jaren's ghost and Dredgenior have a brief conversation afterwards which is a little weird like my boy just couldn't go for the res I know (laughs) that's what I find so weird about these cards I'm just like that's what's so interesting about them why couldn't the ghost res okay like what what capability does thorn have that it just obliterates yeah i mean like that's that's the thing is that we don't don't fully know we don't understand it we don't know what he tampered with he was consuming things like hope and he was he was already corrupted to the point that he was hungry it's likely that he stripped him of light when he killed him or something like that or the poison was just so persistent that even a res wouldn't do it dredgenior leaves jaren ward's gun the last word another famous exotic as a gift he's like hey i see that i see that other that other boy that cool boy (laughs) shin melfer uh mr ghosty can you tell me to can you tell him to hit me up later he offered it as a gift which was very clearly to egg him on, to to rile up his his fury and his yeah. anger and his anguish to to direct it back at him. Yeah, Dredge and Yor um, quickly becomes Emperor Palpatine. Yo, yeah, yeah, totally. come fight Enjoy. me. <laughs> Use the dark side, Shin. Yeah, do it. So do it. at this point, Shin has this gun and this ghost who accepts him as a guardian, even though he's of living flesh and blood. He didn't have to die to become a guardian, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is marked as special. Yes. He has all his memories. He is alive. Do you think if he dies, he's dead? Or do you think he can be rezzed? It's actually possible that he is only marked as a hunter, as kind of like a renegade hunter, and he can't be rezzed at all. But I kind of like the idea that he's a full-fledged guardian now, and is given this power that he once had to be worried of death, and now he doesn't have to worry so yeah. much. Now, the bummer, well, the bummer is that Dredgenior dies, 
which is a bummer and a blessing. Is that a bummer? I like Dredgenor, <laughs> even though he's pretentious and he's an emo kid and whatever. But Jim Malfer eventually gets his revenge using the last word. And that yeah. last line of the Grimoire card is actually also the description of the last word. Yeah. Um, the exotic hand cannon. Mm-hmm. So be excellent to each other. No, it's yours, not mine. Yeah, <laughs> yours, not mine. <laughs> See ya. Very good. Yep. So Dredgen Yor is ultimately slain. Uh, we don't know mm. how far in the future it is, but unfortunately, tragically, so sad. I know he didn't do anything wrong. Just kidding. He did a lot. This is my sad voice. Um, Shin Malifer <laughs> is the victor in this, and. We don't know where Shin Melfer is now, but I hope he's out and about helping people. I, I hope we really, meet him in Destiny 2. I really hope we meet him in Destiny 2. Hopefully in a good way. Oh, so, yeah, hopefully in a good way. I really... <laughs> it would suck if we met him how we met Kabir. Yeah. yeah. There was once a great guardian here. Look at these bones. <laughs> well, what are you doing? And that, like, ends Dredge and Yor's story, right? Almost. Just kidding, he has a fan club. So, oh, God. Yeah, that's the thing. I believe uh, Orsa Zyre, who becomes known as, get this, Dredgen Vale, yeah. and Tebin Gray, who, get this, is known as Dredgen Dane. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they make their own, like, Dredgen OCs, like, their they're, they're Sonas. Their Dredge Sonas, and... yeah, they make a Dredge Sona, and they dress all in black. Um, and oh yeah they are like yo Wield i think this weapons. boy was onto something but he fucked up so yeah. we're gonna do it better yeah kind of they they follow his history dredgen yours history from their their beginnings to their end they mark that it's they I don't believe they ever say it's the vanguard but they do say that someone and it's probably the vanguard are intentionally severing their connection between Rezul Azir and Dredgen Yor to keep the truth from coming out, to, you know, preserve the history as a hero and and to have still just this horrible entity that they can't exactly erase from their, from their past. And they, they see what can be useful from corrupting this gift that has been given to them, but they're also always somewhat timid of that they i think they actually marked that they hope that should they should something go wrong may the light avenge all those we make to suffer so they they knew where they were treading was likely not the best yeah like yeah. they weren't like whoa man the darkness is freaking radical dude what? they're like it could be bad it could be good we don't know these things because the light is a mysterious entity that we call the light because we don't really fully understand the nature was like hey guys watch this and then (laughs) you know whatever happened is what happened but usually hey guys watch this ends up being a bad thing great (laughs) it's not great hold my beer (laughs) Uh, but yeah there there starts uh numerous reports of people wielding the thorn weapon again or people wielding like tampering and messing with death and there's obviously like a lot of people who are concerned about this because they're using it in the crucible they could hurt somebody 
for the worse. And I think at some point they actually marked that they were successful, whatever that means. Yeah. Destiny 2. I think please. the success like, means I, that it's the it's reason why we are even able to wield the thorns. Thorns. But like I think the whole the, the whole thing through the thorn is that we purify it yeah. with light. We actually bring it to the speaker to get it purified. But this could be this theory uh, that they were after, where they were like, I think I know how to do this. Yeah, I think it's a situation of they aren't necessarily purifying it. They are tainting themselves to fit it. Mm. So it's likely that we have a weakened version of the thorn, something that can't permanently kill a guardian, and they do not. Or they are becoming dangerously close to something like that which would make a really cool raid boss Bungie, like do it i want to fight the shadows of yore or i want to talk well, we'll with see. them like hey maybe they could not be around cool anymore stuff. because there is a or... transcript with shin malpur where he's like yeah. yo i see these weirdos I'll do what I gotta do. Yeah, can we, <laughs> like, team up with Shin and, like, go hunt down yeah. some shadows of yore? Also, you guys see them in extremely flattering lights because I reread the cards right before we started um, recording at least the shadows of yore cards, and to mm-hmm. me, they came off as those people that watch Fight Club and get the completely <laughs> wrong... <laughs> the complete Yeah, the completely wrong... Uh, no, yeah. that's Message definitely how they are. They just kind of like make this weird, this weird fan club I've, where they're like, yeah, yeah this the, is the, totally good. The situation, sorry, the, the thing with that is that I still want to give them the benefit of the doubt until they do something that's truly un, like reprehensible, something that they can't come back from. All we know is that they are very similar to a certain other warlock I mean, who has been banished. Like they're tampering with death and yeah. darkness and and dangerous things. Like, of course, we should be nervous about them. But Shin Malfur, as they mentioned, is too close to this. Of course, he's going to go after them. That doesn't make him the beacon of light. That makes him an entity of revenge. He could already be tainted for all we know. He's vengeful, dangerous. Yes. He's a renegade. Like, these are all things that, like... It's so easy to be like, Shin Malfur, he's the best. He's obviously the purest entity. He's the first gunslinger, maybe, quotation marks. Like, you know, that'd be, that's cool. And it's, I'd love to give in to that. But for me, there's, I want them to make it interesting. Yeah, because for me, there's this one line that makes me be like, uh, that's questionable. It's in the, it's one of the cards. It's Ghost Fragment Cathedral of Dusk, and it's towards the end. One of them says, can you tame a sickness? And the other says, good question. Let's go pick a fight and find out. Yeah. They're willing to, hey, like, guys, sacrifice. Hey, guys, watch this. They're willing yeah. to sacrifice guardians. Yeah. And they're, they're, they do shitty things. <laughs> of course, they're doing awful, terrible things. The notion is, is it the right thing to be done? We don't know. We don't understand the nature of it. We merely follow what we are led to believe. Yeah. Which may not be the right thing to do. That there's it one thing that you thing, do though. that is good, right? Yeah. And the Vanguard has pushed away guardians that have explored other means yeah. of becoming stronger. Mm-hmm. They've pushed yeah. away Osiris. 
they pushed away Toland, though <laughs> honestly Toland kind of deserved it. But you know, there's there's a very specific brand that they're looking for, and when someone doesn't mm-hmm. fill that brand, they get nervous. They don't want that. I just feel like if you got a gun that's whispering secrets in your ear, you should oh, not be using it. Like that's Probably just not the best. It depends thing. on how cool the secrets are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, like, maybe they're like, kill your friends and family. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I know what's inside the traveler. It's a (laughs) Galahor. It's more vault space. (laughs) That's it's just space. 60 frames (laughs) per second. Unlocked frame rate. Unlock frame rates. (laughs) That's where it is. Dredgen. Don't you want it? It's worth, obviously. I, I don't... They're dangerous. Right. Shadows of you are willing to do something terrible. And that's not great. That's not that's my... That's not what I like. However, it's people experimenting and trying things and with the hopes of succeeding things. In, the, in their own minds, they believe that they are the forgotten heroes of the future. Right. That they will be the heroes, but they will be tainted and tarnished all along the way, just like Dredgenor was, even though they marked that he was dangerous. They intentionally tried to avoid what he did. In the end, I like it to remain complicated, a situation that could go either way, and that, in fact, let me, because this is a huge whole rant thing that I want to cover. The Vanguard are very careful, and they control more things than just politics. They control information that goes through things. If you read through the transcripts, for instance, every instance of Rezul Azir marked after, aside from reports of how victorious he was and how radiant he was, yeah, how amazing he truly was, all reports of that cease to be tied to Dredgen Yor. There's a section in which his ghost, Yor, tries to refer to him by his actual name. And it's redacted, intentionally redacted. If you look through every report, every transcript regarding Dredgen Yor, his ghost's designation is redacted. And his class, which I'll get to in just a second, is also redacted. Everything about him is redacted and controlled. And that's dangerous. And I don't love that. I understand why they did it. It's a a dangerous topic. And it makes... this is part of why I really love the lore is that it's kind of like you're really digging deep down and you're like, you're learning all the secrets that you're not supposed to. You know things that no one is supposed to in this world because the information is so controlled and you're putting these lines together and you're like, wait a second. You're you're that Charlie Day picture of like all the sheets. (laughs) Yeah, Peppy Sylvia, Peppy Sylvia. This whole box. This whole box is Rezalazir. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's so fascinating to kind of resolve this story that, in my opinion, I don't, I kind of doubt it was ever really written with the attention of Rezul Azir from the beginning. I think they kind of, as things went on and as people progressed and used weapons, they wrote that their stories into this narrative. And they were like, well, why don't we just really mess with them and make it a titan or something like that? Because yeah. that would mess with me. But at the same time, it fits so well, doesn't it? A titan is seen as 
mountains of muscle. They are the walls of the city. They are victorious heroes. They are the knights. And they are without fault. Like, let's be real. If you look through any of the Titan exotics, ain't no Ahamkara stuff in there. Nope. No mention of Dredge Muir. Their nope. stuff is like is like pearlescent, squeaky clean. Yeah. They keep their their images very yes. very good. Yeah. Warlocks, not the same thing. Hunters. Warlocks nope. have never done <laughs> anything wrong. Just putting it on the statement here. Warlocks <laughs> yeah. have never done anything you know, wrong. Except for grafting Ahamkara bones into their head into the skull of dire yeah Ahamkara. whatever <laughs> and maybe toland did some things and maybe osiris <laughs> vanished but and i should note that i don't think that tampering with these things is wrong obviously i love it i love the bones of yo they're super cool they let me Those jump more like what they're awesome <laughs> I obviously enjoy tampering with these things because it's such an interesting thought of being like you're messing, you're flirting with danger. And so I come to this. It's a, it's a problem that a lot of people seem to have with it is that Dredgenor is definitely implied to be a hunter in many respects. I mean, even in Resolute Zero they say that he wields his gun with a hunter's yeah. squirrel. In none of the transcripts is it ever referred to him as a hunter. He's never referred to as a hunter in any way. Every item, though, that refers to Dredgen Yor is a hunter item. And there's possibly a reason for that that I'll get to. The conspiracy um, is coming. Yes, this is the conspiracy theory, guys. This is me <laughs> pushing things. And I, I, I acknowledge that none of this is possible. Like, none of this is like, this is all possibility space right, right. now. This is possible that it's going happen. But I, yes, that's exactly right. I love the idea that he is written as a hunter because hunters are untamable. They cannot be cooped up anywhere. You know, you can't just, you have to literally like physically grab hunters and be like, get in the meeting here. We need to talk about things. They just like, I want to go places. I want to eat that thing that I'm not supposed to. I want to do things that I'm not supposed to because I am an explorer. I love investigating things. I like scouting out places i'm obviously going to get in places where i'm not supposed to and as such what better way to to really convince hunters to not do the thing that you want them to not do than to say if you do this you'll become like this asshole and You're no one likes this asshole. <laughs> yeah no one likes this guy this guy is no good he killed a bunch of people and everyone hates him and his cloak looks terrible (laughs) his cloak is super ugly uh clearly designed not by a hunter everything about dredgen is unflattering intentionally in many respects and the only things that kind of regard him as kind of the brightest and yet the darkest man i've ever seen is stuff that comes from shin malfur himself it's things that he says and he reports so he's the only one who kind of has like a, a situation like that and everyone else is like they're they're intentionally severing it so that they can preserve the memory of Rezl's year while also saying hunters don't do the thing because you become like this douche yeah he becomes do the it. hunter boogeyman that's what i push yeah, yeah. that's I, what i'm saying is that that's it's a, a really, smear campaign for good yeah. reasons <laughs> yeah i really like that idea especially because this smear campaign or at least 
this whole Dredge and your incident, I think timeline-wise, it might happen around the time where the Vanguard is still being established. So Guardians don't have a good reputation with the city or refugees because before they were Guardians, they were warlords and they were just killing mm-hmm. people left and right, right? Yeah. And then after that, it was the faction wars yeah. and they just acted Oof. like bodyguards to these factions. Yeah. Bouncers, right? So, and then afterwards, Drudge and Yor comes along and starts fucking shit up there. And then the Vanguard's just like, we cannot catch a break. We need to, like, redact. <laughs> he was a titan, and he was good, and nothing. Dredge and Yor is a wary hunter. Hunters, yeah. don't do it. The you know? fact that the Vanguard so easily rewrites history, though, makes me so curious about the other warlock... Uh, don't mm-hmm. do it. Who's Which Osiris? Yeah, makes me curious. Osiris about and that. Toland are both very well, interesting. Toland, yeah, yeah Toland also. Toland and Dredgen Yor could have been some cool buddies. They should, yeah, they should have been they, in the same I mean, fire team. I, I feel like it's almost certain that either Dredgen Yor happened first or Toland happened first. But one of them inspired what happened to the <laughs> yeah. other, and that like one of them was like, oh sh- shoot, dang it! All my research into this stuff, I was so close to making a breakthrough, and now. Just, this goober out here is killing people using the darkness and wheeling a, like really bad haircut. So now I have to get exiled. <laughs> Jesus, come on, Dredge and Yor. You ruined yeah. everything. Also, another thing that came to my mind when you were describing Titans as being like made out of muscle, right? What if Dredge and Yor still had that physique? <laughs> and then in the Crucible, people were like, man, that's one buff hunter. Yeah, it's like, he really didn't. He skipped leg day all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that Hunter a little bit too buff? Nah. Nah, he's got a cape he, he on. He's got a cape. He's got a cape. Wait, does he have at least three daggers? Hmm. <laughs> one, two. I think that's the third one that, that gun's kind of sharp. That might be the third yeah, one right yeah. there. Got it. Yeah. His gun's sharp enough to count his, as a dagger. His gun has like a bunch of pointy bits on it. It works out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's the end of my spin foil. That's a really thing. good spin foil theory. I approve of that. And I think <laughs> I we think call it a spin a, metal theory. A spin metal theory. Yeah, we could do spin that. Metal. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> hardcore. I was more talking about spin metal. Oh, oh I, I, I got it. Oh, that's that why we're flew also right referring to spin foil. Um, I haven't played Destiny since the beta, and I refused to play Destiny until D2, 14 wow. days. Yeah. That was like three years ago, the beta. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, god. don't be a good <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know what you meant. I haven't, I haven't played much of it myself. But I, I do um, like the idea of the Vanguard altering history, creating their own records, especially because it's completely believable in a very mm-hmm. turmoil-type environment and it complicates things which i love yeah. i love complicating things as like oh do you well, they're think, doing this things for the right reasons do you think zavala ikora and the speaker agree to this or do you think this is something that andal brask was like hey we need to do something about this and i don't see Cade being a part of this i know i don't think Cade. i don't i mean i i, I see that Cade could do it feasibly but I doubt he would kind of 
I don't think he would take it I don't, as serious. Yeah, I don't think he would take be. it as serious because it's a smear campaign against hunters. Yeah. And Cade loves right. his hunters, right? Mm-hmm. But Andal Brask, I feel like, thought a little... At least, in my opinion, we know nothing about Andal Brask. Brask yeah. the former hunter vanguard, had yeah. a little bit more of a sense about himself. I think he was still a goober, but I think, he, like... He was a little... Nothing really indicates that he was kind of, like, out there. Yeah. And too silly, as silly as Cade is. I think Cade is as silly as he is because he's dealing with a great loss and he's trying to kind of keep himself up and other people up in a, a situation that is very dire. Yeah. I think Anal Brass very likely was a lot more serious about this and may have suggested it, quite frankly. Because, like, he's like, you guys had dare me to get he- me here. It fits. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> but... he probably knew about, he probably knew Te- Tezin. Tezin was the Night Stalker. Maybe I think that's his name. I'm, it starts I, with a T. I feel so bad not knowing know. his name after stealing his bow. <laughs> Y'all don't even Damn. remember who he is, but you took his dead void off of him. We it also was took his cool. helmet. We also <laughs> took his helmet. But yeah, I think maybe he knew about Andal Brasky knew about the Night Stalkers, right? Because Night Stalkers mm-hmm. did exist, and he knew that Night Stalkers flirted with the Void a lot more intimately than Warlocks did, right? At least that's what the cards made me believe. Mm-hmm. So that whole corruption is very possible for Hunters. Mm-hmm. So, like, creating this smear campaign to, like, warn Hunters, hey, you can become a douchebag that calls the moon Luna... And wears gross capes. <laughs> that was my. Yeah. That was probably the most devastating thing. It was like, oh shit, he said uh, Luna. Uh, he says Luna. Dude. Gross. <laughs> hey. I need to wash my capes. You ever been to Luna? <laughs> you want to go hang out on Luna with me? If someone asks you to go hang out on Luna with them, don't do it. Don't do. Well, I mean, like, unless you're gonna do a crow parade. Yeah, but you say that. Or actually, moon. I mean, like. You say the moon, yeah. like, hey, do you want to go to the moon? You know, yeah, not Luna. Hey. So, anyways. <laughs> if you ever are hanging out with a hunter and they start saying Luna and they start talking about their wizard wife and they're like, hey, <laughs> check out my cool bones that I taped onto my gun, you gotta <laughs> run away. You need to set up an intervention. And soon. Yeah. A, a your vention. Yes. You're having a problem right now. Oh my god. And it's making us have a problem right now. <laughs> I think you're being tempted by the forces of darkness. I know you love your new wizard partner, but maybe you should find someone. She makes someone... my ears bleed, man. Maybe you should find someone who doesn't no make your ears bleed when they talk. And also doesn't say that you're a small fragile thing which isn't really she makes me feel things man <laughs> she truly in my she soul. gets me okay she knows she that what i'm me, going through isn't a phase she called me vulnerable when no one else would <laughs> dredging your is a pretentious goober oh my I, god i think that's the general gist of this whole thing is that Dredgenior was the boogeyman that may have been manufactured for for by the Vanguard and it's a story that still permeates and spooks people to this day. Yep. It is a beloved series of cards, partially because people love old spaghetti westerns. 
I do. And it's very old spaghetti western. Yeah. And also because there's two exotics that are kind of actually multiple more exotics, but technically two specific exotics that are tied to it. The last word and the thorn, which were both dominated in Crucible and were both really cool stylized weapons. The last word is still one of my favorite designed weapons ever. Tex Mechanica, make good guns. Don't be a bunch of dicks anymore. <laughs> Moral of the story is Shin Malfur, if you're still out there, feel free to hit us up. That wraps it up, right? I don't. I honestly don't know what else. I, I that's that was, that was the big thing that I wanted to talk about. That's like yeah, conspiracy theory. That concludes our conversation about <laughs> Dragonior, Rezalazir, Shin Malfur, Jared Ward, all the friends, all the good all the friends, friendos, all the pals. So. I think it's time to talk about some some personal stuff. Hey, Twitter followers, subscribers, (laughs) thanks so much. We hope you have been enjoying your time with us. You didn't have to listen, but you did. And that's real chill. If you like us, then feel free to reach out to us and, you know, tell your friends. Be like, hey, these three complete nerds just... (laughs) They just talk, and I love it. Give us some suggestions for future videos. Videos? Videos. (laughs) You can do that if you want to. I mean, give us some video suggestions, and we'll definitely consider them. But also just some podcast topic suggestions would be good, too. For sure. This podcast was brought to you by twitter user at atheris and they provided us with some hella good nerdy show notes like excellent show notes thank you so so much that was pretty rad of you yeah thank you so much for for giving those to us and giving us like a timeline and outline and all that hey you're a nerd big time (laughs) yeah so thanks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Things are being such a big nerd. Hey, are you a nerd that too. likes coloring? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys can't participate in the giveaway, but there is one. Well, I just won't buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do that too, but moral of the story is I'm a big nerd who loves coloring, and I ordered the Destiny official coloring book and accidentally ordered two. Oops. So... I decided that I'm going to give one away to one of our Twitter followers. So if you go to our Twitter at Hangar Lounge and check out the top pinned video, you can follow us and retweet that video and you'll be entered into our cool, fun raffle. Hey! Now, the deadline is September 6th and I'm down with shipping it wherever. So make sure... You follow us on Twitter and retweet that video. And that sweet coloring book could be yours. It is seriously such a nice book. What's in it? Well. What you got in there? There are pictures of all of your faves. Um, There's this. Dredgenior? Uh, actually, Dredgenior isn't in there, but the thorn is in there. You can color the thorn. You can color Zavala. He makes a super grumpy face in his picture that I really like. You can color Eris Morn, <laughs> otherwise known as my wife, mm-hmm. and make her look very beautiful and pretty, just like she always is, because she's perfect and I love her. And there's just all kinds of fun things going on in there. So also in the back, there's really beautiful glossy photos of like just like high resolution 
pictures from Destiny in it that are really pretty to look at. So make sure you, uh, you know, enter that. Maria, what's up with what's some up? charity stuff? Some charity streams are coming up. Dames of Destiny, as you are aware, they are a very cool, cool clan of a bunch of really awesome ladies. Uh, and they do a lot of safe space gaming and, and just like join up with them. They stream. They're really cool. I'm blanking out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a bunch of really cool people. And October, as you all know, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So on October 20th through 22nd, the Dames of Destiny are doing a breast cancer awareness stream. You can contact them if you want to join in on the stream. And they'll give you kind of like a startup on how to join in on their stream. And you can help raise money for breast cancer awareness month the other stream that is running around out there whenever destiny 2 drops there's going to be a rise of hope 2 stream so whenever iron uh, rise of iron first drops they did a 24-hour stream where they raised money to your charities of choices they're going to do this again for the drop of destiny 2 and it's going to be a 24-hour stream on september 6 and it's a call to arms for all guardians to play Destiny 2 for 24 hours for your charity of choice. You want to raise money for dogs? Raise money for dogs. Oh, you want to raise dogs. money for breast cancer? Raise money for breast cancer. Something to love to want to cure. <laughs> uh, Twitter user. Cure dogs. Cure, cure it all. Twitter user at game underscore four, the number four underscore charity, and their organization will help set you up with fundraising pages, advertising, and chatbots, and everything else you need to run a successful stream on Twitch. So hit them up. That's at game underscore, the number four underscore charity. Pew, pew, pew. Do we have any other um, incredibly important announcements? I got one. Besides, hey, thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening. For listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you really liked what you heard, you should, you know, subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes or the Google Play Store. If you're on iTunes, make sure to give us a rating. It makes sure that other people who might be interested in our podcast can, you know, see it. We have a Twitter at Hangar Lounge, and then we also have a website, thehangerloungepodcast.com. So make sure you check those out. And remember, if you kill a knight, don't take the bones and tape it to your hand cannon. So I'll leave you with that. Thanks for listening Thanks. to the Hangar Lounge. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.